ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome back to the No Higher Calling podcast. So in today's episode, we are just going to chat about something that has been so helpful in just the routines and rhythms of our home, and that is establishing a quiet time routine. So I get asked often, how do you get so much accomplished? How do you write books? How do you do these different things as a busy wife and mom and ministry and homeschool and just all of the things? Um, and our quiet time has been a lifesaver for me. So when my littles were you know, okay, I guess when I had my second, I did quickly learn that I needed some even brief window of time throughout the day where they were at least both quiet and resting. So I worked really hard to try to make that happen. Then as they got older, as I added another one, as my oldest kind of grew out of nap time, I think that's kind of when the brakes kind of screeched to a halt when she grew out of nap time, which she is just the energizer bunny. Um, she'll, she even tells us, she's like, I don't sleep. I just rest. So <laughs> she grew out of nap time much quicker than I thought that she would. Um, and so all of a sudden, you know, I have my little ones taking a nap, but then I have this, you know, full of energy preschooler. And I was just really struggling to find time in the day. Um, even time to like try to read my Bible or do devotional things. Um, having a newborn, having little babies that are up throughout the night makes it so difficult for me in this season to get up early. Um, so usually afternoon, quiet time, nap time, whatever you want to call it, is my devotional time. Now let me clarify, sometimes when I say quiet time, people immediately think that I'm meaning a devotional time. Um, that is not necessarily the case. While often I use our quiet time to do my personal devotions or as my oldest is starting to read um, and be able to read her Bible on her own, I want to implement that a little bit more with her. This quiet time routine is not like a devotional Bible study routine. This is just um, a time in the day where things are quiet, where each child is either napping or quiet or um, doing like independent play and where mommy gets some time. So I'm just going to share with you what this looks like for our family and your family dynamics are completely different than mine. So this may not apply to you in any way, shape or form, or maybe you're like, that's a great idea, but I need to tweak it to make it work for my family. Um, you take this and do with it what would help you. But it has been such um, a huge help in our home that I just wanted to share it on here. And I do want to say at the beginning, maybe some of you are listening and thinking like, a quiet time. Um, you know, my my kids, like I have teenagers. They don't nap. Um, they don't need to have me like coach them through an independent activity or something like that. Um, but I love Sally Clarkson, such a wealth of wisdom. And she was talking about how her family kind of had this quiet time routine in the afternoon. And even when her kids were into their teenage years, they still had, after lunch, everybody just knew for an hour, 
We're going to read a book. We're going to draw. We're going to do something that is a quiet, independent activity. Um, and she said, actually, like they implemented that when her kids were little in some of the ways that I'm going to share that we've done. But as they got older, this carried over into a habit, a daily rhythm of life that they all looked forward to. Everybody looked forward to finding their own little nook in the house, um, grabbing their favorite book, grabbing their drawing uten- or, you know, drawing supplies, whatever it was that they were doing, um, and just kind of settling in and having this quiet hour of the day. Um, So I love that. So even if you have older ones, this can still be an adaptable thing. And and I love the idea of this. So our quiet time is right after lunch. After we have lunch, after we clean up, which usually is like one o'clock-ish. And it's just a wonderful kind of like reset button on the day. I am a morning person. Now, since having children, that does not mean that I enjoy getting up in the mornings. That is a struggle because I don't sleep through the night. Well, haven't since like, oh goodness. 2016. But anyway, um, the morning is my most productive time. I know that once I get up and once I get rolling, like we just need, that's when we do school. That's when we do uh, music practices. That's when all of our um, very structured task things happen in the morning time. Um, Then by lunchtime, we're all kind of out of steam. We've been playing, we've been learning, we've been running outside. And we're ready to settle in and calm our hearts and kind of have a reset. Then post-quiet time, you know, then we're kind of recharged. We're ready to go, have fun, run and play until dinner, have dinner time, have family time, go to bed and start it all over again. Um, But it it is so refreshing for me as a mom, especially in the midst of busy little years. It it gives me like a halfway point through the day. You know, there are some days where I'm just going to be honest, you wake up and you're like, oh my goodness, is it bedtime yet? There's more to do than time in the day. Um, And it's just, life requires a lot of energy out of you, some energy that you may not have. And so having this quiet time kind of helps get me halfway through the day. You know, um, we're just going to work hard, work hard, work hard, get to quiet time, have that rest, have that um, refreshment, and then we're going to finish out our day. So I will just share with you a little bit of what our quiet time looks like. Like I said, it's usually right after lunch. So that is about one o'clock for us. Now my baby and my toddler nap. My toddler for sure, she will nap from one to three. We've kind of got that rhythm in place. That's her nap time. My baby, sometimes she's awake during quiet times. Sometimes if I can get her to nap, that's obviously like ideal. Um, But it doesn't always happen. But she's... She's super sweet and easy. Like she'll she'll just sit and play quietly or whatever. Sometimes I hold her or wear her. Um, but then my other two, so like I said, my oldest has not been napping for a while. Um, and so this is where I realized I need to to instruct her a little bit on how to do something independently where she didn't keep needing me. Because this quiet time, like I said, is the time where I do my, my devotional time or where I read, where I catch up on some of my reading goals. Um, some days it's when I need to, you know, get in the kitchen and get caught up on some meal prep or meal planning or you know, just whatever it is that life has, um, that is kind of my my two-hour window of time during the day. Um, so with my oldest, 
I started working with her on, okay, let's figure out what you can do that does not require constant mommy attention. Um, so they, she loves books. She's just getting to where she can read. And I think that's going to open a whole new world for her. Once she can read, I think that will be her activity of choice. Um, but right now, some of the activities that I've encouraged her with are uh, looking at books. We go to the library at least once a week and we come back with this humongous bag of books. And so they love to just sit and flip through and look at the pictures. Now, we do read the books together, um, but sometimes during this quiet time where I need her to be doing something, she'll just look at the pictures. She is my artist, so she will draw all day, every day. She just And she's very crafty, so she loves coming up with craft ideas, and sometimes I have to kind of like get her going, um, you know, get out the supplies, get her on track, and then she's pretty good at just taking over from there. Now, my son is four. And he is transitioning out of nap time. Every three or four days, he really needs to sleep. Um, but he doesn't every day, especially if we aren't like running hard and playing, you know, exploring the zoo every day. Um, he doesn't quite need that uh, that nap every day. So um, he has kind of been getting into this time of he's awake during quiet time. So that's been interesting. Sometimes they can play together and they can play together quietly. That doesn't always happen. Um, sometimes I have to split them up. It kind of just depends on how the temperature of the day is going. Um, but both of them love Legos. So that's a great independent activity or that's a great activity. Um, together, they often will play Legos together. Now, how do I keep them from squabbling and being loud um, while doing an activity like that? Insert audiobooks or audio adventures, audio CDs. That has been such a helpful thing in our home. I've said before, we love Patch the Pirate CDs. Um, Jonathan Park is another audio adventure series that we really enjoy talking about creation science. It's a tad bit over my son's head. And I really think it might be a little bit over my daughter's head, but she loves it. And so we just go for it. And I think because she loves it, my son is more like, let's listen to Jonathan Park. Um, or sometimes we even get audiobooks. I'll get, uh, I have an app, uh, the Libby app with the library. We'll do audiobooks on that. And so they'll listen to those. But that has been neat. So when they play together, so for example, if it's quiet time and they're playing Legos together, I usually, we have a little like Bluetooth speaker. I usually cast, you know, Patch the Pirate or Jonathan Parker an audiobook because they're playing together, but because they're listening to something, there's less opportunity for arguing and squabbling and they just don't tend to really even converse as much because they're listening to something. Again, these somethings that they're listening to usually are very wholesome, um, you know, reinforcing what mommy's trying to teach the Bible, um, good character, things like that, especially in the Patch the Pirate and the Jonathan Park teaching creationism, things like that. Or sometimes it's just wonderful literature. Um, so sometimes they'll do that if they're playing together. But oftentimes, if they want to do their own independent thing, um, we just got them little like MP3 players and headphones. Um, so like the long-term goal was really to have these for our big flight to Australia on the plane. But it's really been helpful to implement in, in our just quiet time. So my daughter loves to put on her headphones and she'll listen to Patch the Pirate while she colors. And honestly, she'll do that for the whole two hours that, that my toddler is napping. Um, my son, he likes to put in his headphones and, you know, he'll do Legos. He'll look at books. And there are some days where 
I know he needs a nap, but he doesn't know that he needs a nap. And so I say, well, why don't you just lay in your bed and look at some books and you can listen to Patch the Pirate on your headphones. And I am pretty much guaranteed that I know he's going to fall asleep. And oftentimes he does and he needed it, but it would have been a lot of conflict for me to just say, hey, go lay in your bed and take a nap. That would have caused strife. So for me to gently be like, all right, here's your books. Here's your patch pirate, fall asleep. Then I go check on him in 15 minutes. He's out cold. I can take the headphones off and he's good to go. Um, so that is kind of like what our quiet time looks like. Now, as my olders or as my older two are getting a little older, my daughter's in first grade, my son will be coming into school here in a little bit. Um, there are some days where like that two hour chunk of nap time is not like two hours of free time for me. Sometimes, especially with a busy toddler, like focused schoolwork doesn't happen in the morning. Like maybe it's math or reading or something where I, I can't like have be pulled in 50 directions. I actually need to like hone in. The child needs to focus and not have, you know, toddler running around in the background and the baby crying and the brother running. Um, so we will use maybe the first 30, 45 minutes of quiet time to do um, do Eden's math lesson or her reading, or they do their gather around homeschool lesson together. So sometimes if the morning just was busy and it didn't happen, then I'll put the I'll put Ivy down for a nap, my toddler, and then we'll go straight to doing our gather around lesson. So like the first half of that quiet time will be more of an instruction time with the, the older ones, and then the second hour of that is, you know, my free time, their free time to do whatever quiet activity we want to do. Now, this did require training, and this is not something that we've perfected. And as I have kids that grow out of nap time and come into this, it's kind of a constant, like, we've got to train how to do this. Because when we first started, you know, every couple minutes, my daughter came around, you know, mommy, I need this. Mommy, I need that. So I really had to like, okay, if you really need something, mommy is here, but I'm trying to work on a project. I'm trying to, you know, even with no higher calling, like I am trying to write a book. I'm trying to respond to emails. I'm trying to study to prepare a podcast episode. Like it can't be interrupted every two minutes. So let mommy get you set up. You know, here's this activity. And it may be something, you know, if your child works really well with timers, you might want to say, okay, for the next. 20 minutes. Here's Play-Doh. Here's, you know, books. Here's your art stuff. Here's, you know, puzzles. We're going to set the timer. You can see the countdown and you're going to stay here and you're quietly going to play this activity. And then when the timer goes off, we'll change activities. Maybe if you want to, that might help kind of like transition into this. My kids are so used to it at this point. They're really good about, they just know that this is kind of what we do and how we do it. And they find the activity that they want to do and then they go for it. Um, and again, that, it's not like they're completely unsupervised or I totally tap out for those two hours. You know, I, we're all, life just happens all organically together as we're in the house together. So I'm checking on them, you know, oh, so-and-so needs a drink, so-and-so asked for a snack or, you know, whatever. Um but we all kind of know that this chunk of time in the day is going to, you know, we're not going to have loud voices. We're not going to be doing crazy activities. We're not going to be, you know, making huge messes. This is kind of our quiet time, our reset time. So it's been such a huge help in our home, really a help for me to be able to have a little bit of time, even though I'm a stay-at-home mom, which I love, like, 
I wouldn't want to do anything else. I know that that's what God has for me and for our family. Um, But there are things, and and even things that come with being a stay-at-home mom, like take no higher calling aside and the books aside and the resources aside. Like, I've got to get laundry done. I've got to meal plan. I've got to cook. I've got to wash the fruits and veggies. Um, And, you know, there are some days I don't want to stay up till midnight and get those tasks done. So being able to have a little bit of a window of time during the day to be able to accomplish those things has been so, so helpful in our home. I know I've talked before about our morning basket time. Now, our morning basket does tend to be in the morning, um, where we just have a different genre of books that we're rotating through, just reading a couple a day, getting through a variety of different topics. But I know a lot of ladies have mentioned that they like having like a morning basket style thing just for themselves. So this could be a little basket that has, you know, maybe um, maybe your devotional book that you're going through or your Bible in there. Um and maybe some scripture memory cards, and maybe, you know, two or three different books on, you know, maybe you have a fiction book, maybe you have a biography, maybe you have a, you know, a book on motherhood or something like that, that you have just in this little basket. Um, and then, you know, your quiet time is when you work through that. And, and like I said, it's going to look different for everybody. Maybe you don't have a toddler that naps for two hours and you can kind of scale it around that. Um, maybe you're like, hey, we're just going to set the timer for 30 minutes and for 30 minutes minutes, you're doing your activity and mama's going to do nothing but sit on this chair and we're going to work through our, my, you know, rotating through my basket, trying to get um, a little bit of reading in, get some Bible study and get some prayer time. And maybe you have, you know, prayer cards or um, you know, I, I have an app on my phone that I use for my prayer time. So maybe I'm going to, you know, work through some of those prayer requests that I've put into that. Um, so anyway, th- like I said, this is so adaptable. You can make it work for you however you want. But I've just received so many questions of how do you get stuff done, um, you know, and, and just just the reality of mothering multiple children that are very young. Some of my friends that are in that same stage is just like, how do you kind of keep your sanity? How do you make it to bedtime on some of those hard days? And and while motherhood is the joy of my life, don't get me wrong, I, I don't want to come across sounding like, oh, I just got to survive until bedtime. Um, but it is oftenly physically, emotionally, spiritually, it's taxing. And there are days where, you know, the baby just did not sleep at all, all night, or maybe sickness comes, or just a busy season in life, and then you've got to, you know, keep up with school, and then the toddler's potty training, and then, you know, the other kid is just going through this um, strike on eating you know, anything other than candy. And you're just, you're trying to navigate all of these things and it can leave you feeling like, oh my goodness, I need a moment to just kind of regroup and anchor myself. And where do we anchor ourselves? We anchor ourselves in Christ. And so I love that this time in the day, this midway point through the day is where things just come back down, bring it back in, slow down, take a breath, quiet your heart, and root it back in Christ, anchor it back to the rock, um, then get a few minutes of productivity because I don't know about you, but being productive just spurs me on to continue. Um, I love checking things off my to-do list. So have that time with the Lord, check some things off your to-do list, take a breath, turn on some, some instrumental hymn music or something uplifting, and then tackle the next part of your day. Um, so I would love to hear from you all 
if you kind of have a quiet time implemented into your home or what that looks like for you. Because like I said, all of our families are different. Um, All of our needs are different. Maybe you don't need a quiet time. Maybe you just, you know, afternoon is when you play hard or hit it hard. Um, But I think it's great when we can all glean from each other and get different ideas. And, you know, some of you may listen and you're like, okay, well, interesting episode, but that's not for me. But then maybe somebody else is listening and they're like, this is exactly what I need in my home. And that's where I was at when I came across several of these different ideas of trying to keep a quiet time. Um, Having that little bit of time during the afternoon where you just put a little pause, put a little break in the day. Um, it, It was just, it really has helped shape the rhythm of our days at home and it has helped make things work so much more smoothly um, in our homes. So anyway, if you want to share any of your ideas with me, you can always engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can email me at nohighercallingpodcast at gmail.com. But I hope that this was helpful for you ladies and I'd love to hear more about how this has worked in your life. I hope that the No Higher Calling podcast has been a blessing to you. If so, please subscribe, share with your friends, and engage with me on Instagram at nohighercalling underscore. You can also subscribe to receive the No Higher Calling encouragement email on my website, which is www.nohighercalling.org. This includes podcast notes, what I'm reading, spiritual encouragement, a glimpse into my home, and some of my favorite products and resources. You can also enjoy more content on the No Higher Calling YouTube channel. I pray that this podcast will encourage you to fall more in love with Jesus and to be the Christian woman he's called you to be. Thanks for listening.